0: Imagine a family living in the city, working in the corporate life, and suddenly, for various reasons, they end up in a coffee farm. They produce coffee, and guess what, they start to do specialty coffee. Now this is the story of Anai Karu and the people behind them, doing specialty coffee processing for the very first time, and doing it pretty well this episode is pretty interesting because of how it is recorded so the first half of the episode is recorded um way back last year when we had it was the day one of processing right so before they did the entire shebang of specialty coffee whereas the second part merely a couple of weeks ago after they've already sold whatever they produced last year and now looking forward to the next year we begin i would just like to tell you thank you so much for listening to the episode so far um i'm really grateful for that so yeah stay with me we've got a very good episode in front of us this is your host baristan bike coffee consultant and educator let's begin you know you called me Madalali.
1: not sure exactly how
2: but um, having said that, I would like to be hands on. You know, you're gonna edit it, right? It yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: was um, meant to be a two month trip. Yeah, it was supposed to be a two month <laughs> trip, been but you know. It a year and a half. I took the Six Sigma thing way too seriously. So I never imagined um, that coffee would, you know, gain my interest.
2: Would you like to introduce yourself? What's no. So? Like, I have no idea who Vinny is, right? Yeah.
1: Every inch of available space in the house, coffee was dried.
0: So if you, ha- if you guys had to individually introduce yourselves, how would you do that?
1: with
2: you. With me? Yeah. No, I, I'll let Anisha go first.
0: Oh, you
1: know. Always. Hmm. Interesting question. Not sure exactly how. Maybe... A learner? Yeah, but learner
0: me. for life. Okay. Um,
1: so I'm say this, like... not happy with status quo. State of? Status quo, not happy with status quo. I think I took the Six Sigma thing way too seriously. Mm -hmm. I went for one of those trainings as part of my first job. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's something that stuck with me throughout my working career and even otherwise, constantly looking at how can I make something better? Is there a better way to do it? Easier, faster, that sort of a thing. So that's one thing that's I think continued. Throughout. I have science as an area of interest probably because of the degree that I hold. Which
3: is?
1: Which is (laughs) very interesting. Genetics, biotechnology, zoology, and chemistry. Yeah, so a lot of my classmates from college um, are either scientists, um, postdocs in Ivy League. Labs across the world, um, yeah, the black sheep, <laughs> I guess, but yeah, maybe, maybe because of that. So, there's this interest in, in nature, science, plants, that sort of a thing. That's where we are now, okay. Growing coffee, understanding coffee,
0: okay. And uh, that was Nisha. What about you,
2: Crane? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so me, uh, I'm a new generation coffee planter. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, even though technically third generation, uh-huh. oh, my granddad bought the property, but uh, I've been in Malda. So we are talking from this coffee estate point of view, right? Yes. I mean, yes, yes, yes. Uh, so I've been here for five years, right? And yeah. coffee, I probably know a lot about coffee. Because I've got people who work with me, Mm -hmm. my supervisors, my workers, because I think coffee is probably a little more skilled than, you know, I come from Kerala, right? So, you know, uh, rubber is grown there and I think it's much more easier and less of maintenance Mm -hmm. when you compare to to coffee, coffee, right? You know, because, uh, I mean, if you come and ask me... uh, I mean, I still don't know about too much about pruning and centering, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. which uh, I've kind of know the concept, mm-hmm. the idea behind it, but. Uh, so you
0: know the theory, but not much. Yeah,
2: and the theory, but you know, if you give me a plant and if you ask me to do it, you know, if I get my best worker to do it, I know he'll tell me what needs to be done, and you know, I understand what needs to be done. Okay. But I won't be able to do it myself but um, having said that i like to be hands on mm. and uh, it's just that, you know these things i'm probably picking up over time the last you know 3 4 years i've probably been more like, more involved with mm. the estate side of it mm. uh, and uh, it's getting better but you know there's uh, a lot more there's a lot more to learn, a lot more to learn. Okay. Uh, yeah
0: technically how long have you been dedicatedly working there at this estate and how how
2: big is your estate and where is it situated? Village well, it's called Maldare. To, so ours is the first property when you come from Periyabatna, you cross the forest and the first property on the left side, as soon as you cross the forest, is ours. So we do have, uh, you know, we share a big border with the forest. So mm-hmm. we do do have a lot of, you know, what do I say, interaction with the wildlife. Mm-hmm. Family property is about 220 acres okay. and uh, my share is one-fourth of that. My dad's eldest brother, who's uh, been here since 1960s, has been looking after the property for all of us mm-hmm. and I've probably started uh, looking after the property in the last uh, five years. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, since, so, you know, till 2015, I was working in KPMG in Bangalore. Okay. And, uh, uh, before that, I used to come to Cook, but not be involved in the running of the estate. You know, I used to probably just come here and, you know, spend some time here with my uncle and, you know, come here for the holidays. That's about it. Mostly his. vacation time. Yeah, vacation time, but okay. never got involved in the running of the estate. And uh, over time, my uncle wanted help and he wanted me to look after my side of the property, which is when I built the house in 2016. Yeah. Okay. And small place, two bedroom. Mm-hmm. Uh. But uh, a beautiful place though. Yeah. Oh, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> um, so my cousin brother was the architect and you know helped me you know uh, get the place up, yeah. uh, you know functioning in. in and we we took about nine months to get the house up and running. Oh. Right. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, me February we decided and by November we moved in.
0: Um, okay. So wait. So two thousand sixteen you built the house. Yeah. But at that time. Did you already know that you want going to stay here for a longer time?
1: Never.
2: Uh, no, never, but... Uh, never
1: imagined. Know,
2: see, uh, but I've I've grown up, I grew up in Kerala uh-huh. and in the rubber plantations. And I've always been in a plantation and I love, uh, you know, the fact that, you know, uh, uh, plantations were mm. something which you can contribute through the local economy and by, you know, in terms of labor, in terms of what are we producing. So, that's something which I have always wanted to go back to, but I never, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, I started working, like I did my MBA, I was with D. Shaw in Hyderabad, mm-hmm. which is a hedge fund. They sent me to the US for about three, four months, you know, it was a great job. And then I was working with a, you know, a real estate firm called CB Richard Ellis, which is you know, in Chennai, and then I start, you know, I joined KPMG. Mm -hmm. I could quit KPMG, and that's when I probably, you know, started taking the estate side of it, you know, a little more, you know, keeping track of what is happening uh, there.
0: like, you quit your KPMG job because you wanted to get involved in estate, or...? You quit and then you like,
2: oh, no, so I quit you to, uh, you know, so I, I, you know, so my friend had this startup venture and mm-hmm. he needed some help. So mm-hmm. I started helping him out and I quit KPMG because I was not able to do, even though I wanted to spend some time at the estate, I was not getting any time because, okay. you know, KPMG, you're, you know, fully occupied in 24 seven, even though five day working week, you still have a lot of work, which, and you don't get time to travel to coke and look, look after the estate. Okay. So and my you know friend was doing this and he needed some help and you know I thought I'll you know help him out join okay. him, and get some free time on the side to look after my estate, okay. which is when I built the house you know when I was working with you know my friend too so Bangalore was still the base, okay and uh, uh, built the house in 2016, uh, 2018 is when we uh, formed this uh, you know new company. Mm-hmm. Called by Illusions, uh, which is a joint venture with a German company, okay. and uh, we manufacture you uh, know uh, disposable tableware from agriculture waste. From agriculture waste. Yeah. So so when I say so you know so what is a waste to a farmer which he does not have any use of, which probably burns creating pollution. So we wanted to buy that off from the farmer, and make. And alternative to plastics so you know okay. it was kind of a, uh, but not very really uh, expensive uh, yes so you know see so we, we I mean we wanted to I mean you know the uh, so whole story was that you know we are doing it in a mechanical way where there's less of chemical usage mm-hmm. and we're making things which is very cost-effective okay. and make the shift from plastic to uh, uh, what do I say you know disposable table is easier for people okay Uh, so that's when we start so you know so bilutions happened in 2018 we formed a company with a German entity you know I mean uh, the German technology and uh, 2018-19 was busy with bilutions but I kept coming to the coffee estate I you know used to travel almost every other weekend uh, try and get more involved you know get to understand what are the, you know, sequence of uh, plantation activities, mm-hmm. you know, that happen in coffee, you know, obviously you have your seasonal things that need to be done in time, right, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if, if you delay any of the activities, then, you know, you kind of miss out a year, okay yeah, or, or, you know, even the plants can go through a period which, you know, if you're not looked after well, then, you know, you lose your crop for the year or okay. for succeeding year or for the next couple of years, or the plant itself might die. So, start understanding the coffee, you know, cycle of life, you know, uh, uh, started spending more time at the estate, also, you know, with dilutions. Mm. Uh, coming up, you know, I think uh, we moved to the estate, uh, Full time with the lockdown, right? You know, because Biolutions so was. 2020? Yeah, 2020. So 2018, 2019, 2020, I was managing, you know, with Biolutions and plantation, you know, uh, side by side. Uh, used to make, mostly make these weekend trips to Coop mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, you know, weekdays be in Bangalore looking after Biolutions. Mm. Uh, at Biolutions 2, we were a startup, we were scaling up, uh, we had a lot of research. Because this was a new technology, so 2018 we started the factory, but 2018-19 we had to make a lot of changes, a lot of research into the production so that we could scale up. Mm-hmm. And uh, by 2020, early, like JAD, we had started a three-shift production in the factory mm-hmm. and we getting up to speed. Uh, and that's when the lockdown happened in March, in okay. 2020. Okay. So it was a complete, uh, you know, uh, the factory came to standstill. Okay. From you know a three shift production which we were just starting and we were catering to export orders, and then it came to a complete standstill. Uh, we were in Bangalore when the lockdown happened, but uh, uh, you know we couldn't go to the factory, nothing was operational, we mm-hmm. couldn't step out of our apartment. Mm-hmm. And uh, in May, when they lifted uh, inter district travel, huh. I got permission to. Uh, took a pass to travel to you know uh, cool. a cook because uh, you needed to travel you needed a pass to do cool. even an inter district travel uh, so we came here and that's so we've actually been here since it was uh,
1: meant to be a two month trip <laughs> yeah it was supposed to be a two month <laughs> trip but a you year know and, a half. Mm. and
2: that's when i have probably been fully involved uh, into the plantation side of things uh, you know it's not been easy uh, it's been a lot of work mm-hmm. and, but I'm, you know loving it, I mean, in the sense This,
0: uh, I mean, it reminds me a little bit of uh, how Komal and Akshay from mm. South India Coffee yes. Company uh, I remember when I was speaking to them uh, on, the, on the podcast uh, interview they had said the same thing because of the pandemic, they had to stay back in India, uh, at the estate for a longer period yes. of time, and that's how they got to the series with the coffee themselves.
1: Yeah, never imagined this to happen, you know. I think at the most, he'd spend maybe three days in a week or maybe four days in in two weeks sort of a thing from Mm. that Mm. to being here full time a year and a half. If not for the pandemic, I don't think this would have happened anytime soon.
0: So what was your story like? I mean, like before 2020 when you guys Mm-hmm. Uh, finally came down here. Like, were you also working somewhere? Or
1: like, what was your scene? Uh, no, I was working up till July 2019. Okay. Um, I'd taken a break for a few months, wanted to figure out what it is that I really wanted to do. I tried a few things. And at the end of it, I knew there were certain things that I didn't want to do. Okay.
3: It what was very clear. Like, what
1: <laughs> okay, so... The first job that I had was uh, banking uh, back ops, okay. back-end operations of a bank, a US-based bank, so okay. 24-7 shifts and, and crazy weekday uh, ops, weekly ops sort of a thing. From there, somehow uh, got into soft or back-end recruitment at D.E. Uh, that's where I met Korean yeah. um, and uh, from there I joined Amazon um, and um, I, I, I did a fairly long stint in recruitment um, technical recruitment uh, in fact um, five plus years there at at, Amazon. in at Amazon yes doing recruitment and then after that um, I took a couple of months break and, and then joined uh, one of our colleagues from Amazon who had this startup. Uh, a recruitment product, um, catering to um, hiring
3: Um,
1: a SaaS product. So uh, worked with him for a bit. And uh, 2019 is when we figured out that uh, there wasn't a lot of clarity. I wasn't too uh, happy with the way the role was shaping up. And Mm. and we just mutually decided that uh, it's just um, not working out. Uh, And then I decided to take a break to figure out what it is that I wanted to do the break kind of lasted till till march and then the pandemic hit (laughs) and then here we are a year and a half in Coorg
0: and then you you traveled uh, with him here Mm -hmm. at the estate and when you came down here Mm -hmm. and when you were like you know okay probably this is going to be a place that you might spend a little more time Mm -hmm. And then really the getting into a lot more coffee. Yeah. Were you also like thinking about getting involved with coffee? No.
3: No.
1: No, not, not, not really. I mean, um, Kurin used to at least keep coming more frequently. Um, when he was doing his uh, factory stint or even with KPMG, he would spend a lot more time here. Mm. Um, we have an eight year old daughter, so I, a child and, and I, because I also had like a uh, Monday to Friday job. Mm. I think our trips here were maybe like once a quarter sort of a thing and and like a long weekend and Mm. we'd be here. Usually we'd have friends over so it was... It it was actually just a holiday for us. I mean, entertaining people, having people over and that sort of a thing. Never really, you know, even stepped out. Uh, In fact, um, it's only after I moved here that I could tell the difference between an Arabica and a (laughs) (laughs) Arabic.
0: Which is fair enough, I
1: mean. Uh, Yeah, so never imagined um, that um, coffee would, you know, gain my interest. But... um, there was time to kill and this is what you're surrounded by. And then Mm. also, I think that innate uh, interest in in life sciences kind of
0: um, rekindled.
1: Yeah, Yeah. kind of rekindled, you know, you observe things, I think, somewhere, you know, you're you're carrying that uh, bent of mind along. So slowly that interest came in. I started reading up a lot. I mean, there was, uh, thankfully, we got decent internet. So then uh, that's one thing I love to do, read up. And uh, it can be like a rabbit hole sort of a thing with yeah. me. So, so yeah. that's how it started, trying to figure out what can we do with our coffee. And another thing that also happened was, um, I think for two years, the last couple of years, um, as Christmas gift... Um, We'd we'd given some of our coffee and pepper that we grow here on the estate Mm. to a bunch of our friends and Mm. um, the first time they all said it was really nice but then obviously you know you kind of assume that it's a gift and people have to say the nice thing which is it's really good. Uh, But then um, the second year, again, we gifted it to them and they said, you have to sell us this coffee. They wanted more of our coffee. And then we're like, are you really serious? That sort of a thing. And they kept saying, you know, you should do something. You should retail it. Hmm. And uh, we'd primarily been selling our coffee to big trade houses, buying houses. So never really reached anybody else except, you know, us making um, some, keeping some for our own use. So then that idea came in and then obviously this I think six sigma thing to what can we do better, what else can we do? What's out there sort of a thing and then slowly the I think the specialty coffee bug kind of bit. Yeah. Mean. So which is
2: which is probably the difference between, you know, both of us, right? You know what I mean? So <laughs> you know she said she doesn't like Citisco. I like Citisco. I mean, you know, I mean you know, things are yeah. there, things yeah. I probably like to work with the system. Yeah. And, you know the system that is already set up you know if there is a particular line of path you know mm. you take that and yeah. then try and you know perfect it yeah. you know uh, you know get it uh, whatever you know do proper metric calculation at each stage which is probably not being done by people mm. right so that was my thought process so when uh, you know we were here you know she started reading up on um, coffee and then you know uh, She's like, let's do a specialty. She started following, you know, I think uh, Instagram pages. You know, I'm not too much into social media, yeah. but, you know, so she's like, you should come and tell me, you know, uh, hey, look, you know, let's, we should do, you know, some specialty coffee. Yeah. I'm like, no. you know, there's, as it is, enough and more work to be done. here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of maintenance, I need to get my coffee, um, yeah. you know, up to speed, up yeah. to production, up to, you know, proper yields, uh, which I is more than enough for me. I don't yes. want to do specialty coffee mm-hmm. so
1: so this is also when he's neck deep in day-to-day operational issues one thing after the other sort of a thing and here i am you know in my utopian world where i'm like hey i think we should do this and i think we should do that mm. um and i think um, he is more of a realist and and another thing also is probably that we didn't know what the entry barrier was it, mm. it seemed very exciting mm. it seemed i think at one point it even seemed quite the distant dream but um, I really wanted to see whether we could try it because yes we want to maybe have a coffee reach more people but can we do it in a better way can we can we be like a can we have a recall value to our name that sort of a thing and he was like you know I don't think all this is working my hands are full with what it is, you know, day-to-day uh, labor issues and this issue and that issue. This sort is, of a uh, thing.
0: This is roughly what, what timeline? 2020 end? Or
1: 2020 end, beginning of 2021, 2021, 2021. because yeah. um, I was also reading up slowly, you know, trying to build my understanding of, of what the whole space is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't just go tell him, let's do this without knowing anything okay. about myself. I had to be a little bit of sh- sure about what it takes so um, it was months and months of research uh, where I was in a position to say, yeah, I know a little bit about this space. And on a day-to-day basis, I was also mm, reading up more and more and more. Uh, but, but one thing I have to give it to him is that he was open to the idea. I think he was Uh, he was at least uh, willing to listen I mean every day I'd be excited about look this is what these people are doing and look that is what those people are doing and uh, this coffee and that process and all of that and he patiently
2: listened to me I mean I used to listen to her but I don't think it would ever work I mean in the sense you know I used to probably just listen to her because obviously you know she had an idea you know i thought she's talking about specialty coffee yeah and you know,
0: working in the
2: day-to-day yeah and you know i mean so for she she, you know you know i'm liking i've got enough and more things to handle you know Mm -hmm. i don't really have the time or the space to even think of specialty coffee even if it gives me a better price i really don't think i have the bandwidth
0: Correct.
2: and uh, uh, i mean you probably should you know uh, talk about how you know you ended up, uh, uh, what do I say, you know, getting in touch with Mini.
1: Hmm. Yeah, actually, speaking to you um, helped. And I think um, I wasn't sure. I took weeks to kind of think whether I should even reach out to you. I'm like, uh, we're too small a farm to even think of specialty. Maybe the entry barrier is huge. I thought, thought about it. And I'm like, okay, let me just... Muster the courage and reach out to you. Hmm. And and I remember having that conversation. I'm like, do you think we're too small or do you think we can do it? And you're like, uh, no, nothing's too small and we should talk. Then again, we're not sure what it takes in terms of time, effort, Hmm. money. Um, Given where we were, um, we weren't sure if we'd be able to invest uh, Hmm. Hmm. uh, in all three of those. And then uh, again, I was thinking... And the other thing was also to get Korean on board. This was just me. Yeah. Me being the wife of the planter who had no clue. Mm. I'm having these conversations with um, with you. Mm. Uh, but that initial conversation kind of helped. And then we went back and forth. We discussed. Then somehow I, I convinced him to say, you know, let's just talk to bini Mm. have a conversation with him and then let's see where that goes mm. because uh, this might work if it doesn't it yeah, doesn't. I mean
2: like I have no idea who he is right yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. had no clue yeah. he's, and, he's, because um,
0: he was not very active on social
2: media no I mean I am not active on social media I have no idea what specialty coffee I am just trying to get my shit up is and running he just
1: keeping he's trying to keep his head above water
2: to, to make it sustainable <laughs> yeah. uh, you know up and running yeah. that was my and, goal yeah. and uh, you know Nisha used to come and tell me specialty coffee I am like you know it's not going to work you know, yeah. it's, for, it's for you know a much later point in time yeah. you know when we are probably uh, very sustainable and we have for uh, deep pockets yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. And, 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 and the uh, first time she spoke to me uh, like it was it was quite a long long time ago and then she she quickly said that you know we are a small place I don't know if it works out but uh, I just want to talk to you something like that on that line and I remember we had a conversation and then she said that she would get back and then she went off for a very long time and then she get back again and she's like i'm sorry uh, for this gap and then uh, you know
2: i think you know so in, in a couple of times she's like you know kurain you know what i mean there's this guy called uh, Binny you know we should have a call with him and i said i didn't see no know like yes you know we I mean? kept pushing it that's like, a strategy you know,
1: okay. he'll say yeah yeah we'll do it <laughs>
2: And so, then we finally went back to Bangalore and then you know, she's like, okay, you know, Korean, you know, shall we do the call with Pini tomorrow? I'm like, okay. I mean, I mean, I don't have anything yeah. else it's to do. At, at, you know. at
1: gunpoint, I think he agreed to the call.
0: <laughs> so this was, this was in 2021.
1: Yes. Right? Yeah. I so, think April, May. Yeah, somewhere around that
0: time. So uh, before 2021, let's say in, uh, in, in 2020, before the call happened, mm. Uh, before specialty was a thing, before the specialty talk was happening in Brisbane here for a while now, uh, and you are at the estate full time, were you making money at all from the coffee? <laughs>
2: um, as in, uh, no, no uh, like
0: profits from the coffee.
2: No, my. Uh, So 2020 when I came in here, you know, I did uh, a lot of, uh, so we had areas which were not, uh, you know, planted. We had, uh, you know, vacant uh, land which, you know, we used to have paddy about 20, 30 years Mm -hmm. back. So I started, you know, investing money to do up that place. And so, no, so the money which is going into the coffee plantation after I started looking after it was more than what I was getting out of it. And I, but you know, primarily because you know I did uh, do some um, uh, investment in 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 getting uh, uh, irrigation facility done, mm-hmm. a pipeline uh, laid uh, through the estate. But even if you don't factor that in, no, I don't think uh, you know we were making uh, money to sustain ourselves, or probably to get any excess for uh you know you know forget about entertainment but even meet uh, our costs yeah
0: so it was basically you're pumping money in
2: yeah but uh, I, that is probably because i was doing a lot of investment but even without those right even you know I, i'm not you know sure because i mean obviously i just got into it but you know i mean i had to cut corners and cut costs at Correct. Everywhere. Yeah. uh which you know i mean you need to understand the system for you to do that right so yeah. which uh, uh, you know which probably took a year or two mm. uh, but that's when I realized that you know I mean you know. so I think 10-15 uh, years back when you know uh, uh, a big coffee uh, estate owner mm. uh, used to make a lot of money and probably had money to buy an apartment in say Lavelle Road in Bangalore
0: Correct.
2: but now the times have changed and I think you know somebody who got an apartment in Lavail Road in Bangalore can uh, Uh, Buy a coffee estate. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Right, but, you know, uh, so, uh, you know, it was difficult to manage and sustain. Mm. Right, and for that, uh, I think uh, effective management of labor Mm. and the cost uh, was very important, which you probably need to be hands-on to actually be able to do that.
0: Correct. Now, in the middle of all of these things, uh, Nisha, why did, why did you think of specialty?
1: Well, I don't like... know, it seemed like the thing to do. Okay. Uh, because, um, see, um, we weren't even selling to any retail customers.
3: Mm.
1: Um, the coffee was just being sold to large buying houses. We had no clue who was buying it, how many other estates coffee it was getting mixed with. Mm um and uh there's this constant um i think push from uh, a few good friends mm. that we should really look at selling this coffee um kind of was always there at the back of our minds and then uh, we said why not go all in mm. if, you're, if you're anyway looking at retailing why don't we do specialty and see uh whether that can help with the commercials because okay forget breaking even, like Korean said, um, there's a lot of investment. Like with a coffee estate, it's not, you know, a well-oiled machinery that, that, you know, you invest once and then and then you reap the returns. There is constant uh, inflow that happens every year in terms of replanting or, or uh, changing up things mm-hmm. or, or adding new things like machinery because uh, we're just setting up our... Uh, uh, estate yeah. uh, to be independent so we don't even have a tractor we just got a pickup
3: yeah.
1: uh, so all those are investments so given where we were um, any small increment in terms of income would, would really help mm. sustain uh, so um, there was always this thing to at least give it a try i mean mm. if it works it works if it doesn't that the coffee doesn't have potential it doesn't but at least you've tried
3: You know, you you know where it stands.
1: Otherwise, you know, you're constantly like, I wish I did this sort of a thing. Mm. Um, So uh, that's where it it came. And um, I think at one point, uh, because by constant, um, you know, requests or, or, uh, you know, conversations with Korean, he's like, finally, you know, let's do it. Mm. But uh, if you take it on as your project, Mm. Uh, if you see it through completion mm. and you'll have to work on it, uh, if you take it up, so yeah. he thought that will kind of put me off. He wanted probably to see how serious I was about it. I said, Yes, I'll take it on. Mm. I know you don't have the bandwidth, you have day to day issues to worry about. These things, um, I'll figure out, uh, I'll work with this, I'll help you out, I'll, I'll be there. Mm. So, I think somewhere there uh, and that initial conversation with you kind of um, i think gave him some bit of confidence that this is something that we can even dream of doing otherwise it seemed you know like the entry barrier was too high and he said this is something that's meant for really big in- you know big estates with yeah. a lot of yeah. money deep pockets the yeah. all the infrastructure sort of a thing But having that conversation where you said even small farms can do this and if you don't have this machinery, there is this that you can do instead of that, Mm. there is this you can use. Uh, That gave us some hope that you know, you don't have to invest a huge amount to Mm. to start making Mm -hmm. the first step. So that that really helped, um, gave us that confidence to at least try.
0: How did you find me? (laughs)
1: <laughs> Instagram I have no idea how exactly but uh, somehow you know I started uh, I don't know how the first coffee page happened
3: okay.
1: but you know from the first coffee page then then you know you 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 found out uh, more and more names being mm. mentioned then yeah. roasters came in estates came in yeah. consultants came mm. in that sort of a thing oh. uh, and that's how I found you and, and I think um, the first thing or, or the, the main thing that struck me was the work that you were doing at um, a couple of these farms um, last harvest season how you were working with um, uh, their coffee and doing these different processes given uh, I had zero knowledge about coffee like I said I couldn't even tell a Rebecca from Robusta apart uh, and um, Korean steeped in the traditional ways he Again, has no clue about you know, what a honey process is versus what a carbonic maceration is. Mm. So we thought, um, let's get in touch with somebody who knows these things, who can help us with these things, teach us mm. these things. So we do it right instead of you know, just following Google and, and trying to yeah. do a half-baked thing and, and it not giving you the result. And if you don't do it right uh, and it puts you off, you're never going to try it again. Uh, so that was the main intent and we thought we should reach out to somebody who knows these things, who is an educator, consultant um, and, and then give it a try and that's how we reached out to you.
0: And uh, like just just a quick question uh, right now. How do you find the life at this state now, To him
1: or me? For both of you. <laughs>
0: like it's, it's been what? Almost about a year and a half that you guys have properly been here
2: for no I, I I love it right you know I mean I grew up in a rubber in Correct. Kerala yeah. and uh, I've always loved it yeah. you know I mean I was always you know I mean when I grew up you know when I, my my grandma's place used to be fishing in the river 24/7 mm. right from morning till evening
3: mm.
2: and uh, uh, you know then later school took and I went to boarding I started working you know, Uh, going to different places, but I've always wanted to come back to the plantation life. Ah. And uh, that's when, you know, Coog happened. Yeah, And, uh, you know, Coog, I've been loving it. I mean, I love the quiet, uh, I love the uh, nature, and uh, I love the peace. Uh, You know, I mean, it's not as people say, like, people come here for a two-day holiday. They're like, oh, you know, they fall in love with the place. And, like, you know, this is so nice. You know, I mean, you you know, people are like, you know, they would kill to do, to get a place like this. Or Mm -hmm. to have a time like this. Yeah. But, you know, I'm telling you, it's just for most of the people who come for a two-day holiday. Right? Yeah. uh, But they, the (laughs) same people won't stay for more than a week. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, this is it. They'll get fed up. Estate yeah. life is like
0: very different from what people imagine it to be. Extremely
1: yeah. different. Extremely I mean, different. Uh, in uh, fact, uh, if,
2: especially if you're doing it, you know, uh, you know, uh, as what do I say? You know, I mean, if you're staying in the estate yeah. and if you're doing it twenty four seven, it can be boring yeah. uh, in terms of probably, uh, uh, you know, what do I say? Uh, entertainment yeah, yeah, yeah. and in uh, if you live well, in the even, city, even
1: basic things, right? For instance. I grew up in in a city. City, I've been a city person throughout. Um, The occasional Kerala trip uh, while growing up, annual Kerala trip was fun because it was a change. But then, you know, you were going back to your city life. And again, uh, we've been in Bangalore. I mean, even now our base is still Bangalore, though we've been here for the most part. Yeah. Uh when you come from a place like that in an apartment where you you you've got friends you have a child who has her own social circle yeah. from there coming to a place in the middle of nowhere actually um and and that's when you realize you take a lot of things for granted in the city and and uh, you know you you miss those things and and it's not yeah. easy yeah. switching from that to yeah. this i mean it's it's really slow life for instance uh-huh uninterrupted uh, electricity
3: yeah. what I for things. granted
1: yeah. uh, sometimes we don't have electricity for two three four days at, at, at one go
3: yeah.
1: uh, and even even simple things like in the city you know you want something you feel like having something you know you can just order it and, and in half right. an hour it reaches you here forget that <laughs> um, even even a lot of even if you were to decide to make something some fancy dish yeah. yourself Half the ingredients are not available anywhere close by. I mean, you'll have to go to the nearest city, which is like a good couple of hours drive away to even procure those. So to those sort of things to like, let's say Amazon deliveries or anything for that matter, you'll have to go to the nearest town. Uh, And uh, weekly shopping is like once a week affair where you have to finish everything. You have to plan everything ahead. It's not, you know, that instant gratification Mm. or city fast, lifestyle Correct. that is so used to in the city yeah. it's not that it's it's very very difficult and very different um, yeah. it does take a lot of getting used to
0: yeah I mean I, I remember I, I spoke to this uh, uh, amazing lady from Madhya Pradesh mm. um, and she was talking she was she's still living in the middle of the forest the
1: one with the cafe
0: yes yeah The so she was Market. also mentioning the same thing that you know yeah. when she has to buy something yeah. um, she has to make sure that she plans well in advance to yes. get the orders from somewhere else and then get it tuned and all of those yeah. things uh, and, and small things uh, which normally we take taking for granted in the city life mm-hmm. it's very difficult um, in the forest and plus uh, so I like my, my goal is to work in the farms uh, for at least about 3-4 months in a year uh, and mm-hmm. get paid for it yeah. so that I can sustain myself but my idea to work in the forest or in the estates in general is to make sure that I am away from the city life for that mm-hmm. point of time uh, because I sort of like this experience mm-hmm. as well and I also know the other side of it where I remember speaking to Prasanna from Harle mm-hmm. um, and, and to Pranay from Kere, uh, Kere club. I remember like people who come down, I'm sure you would also figure the same thing out. But People like your friends, if they come down here for a couple of days, they enjoy the birds chirping in the morning. Yes. The first day, and the second day. Yeah. yeah. But you know, you've been staying here for like months and years and like that chirping doesn't excite you as much as... It's just
1: something yeah, you that's don't... happening in the background yes. for us yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, you've got to
2: notice that actually. Yeah, yeah I
0: mean... But like somebody who's coming from the city like, Oh my God, I can hear the birds chirping. It's so beautiful. I can see the sky. It's so nice and beautiful.
1: Yeah. Give them, give them like a slow internet connection and then, and then see them. uh, Yeah. yeah, All this excitement fizzled out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So at this point, I know I said five minutes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Anyway. So yeah. I mean, thank you very much for joining us on the first segment of this podcast. Uh, the next segment of this podcast we will continue uh, after a few months. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much for uh, chipping in your thoughts right now. We'll see what happens in December. So that was the end of part one. And now we start the part two. If you want, you can get a break of any kind that you would like to have. And we will soon begin again, which is... Uh, recorded in real time a few weeks ago so there's a huge break between the first episode and now in this current time all the coffees have been sold and we begin the conversation here also to keep in mind um, in the second part all three of us are in three different places i am recording from noida while nisha is um, at her residence in bangalore um, whereas Korean is in
4: Kurg at the farm. Did you did you did you sell all of your coffees? Yes, we did. So well, congratulations on that. Uh, wow. Well, so uh, any any approximate
0: idea how much uh, quantity of coffee did you uh, process in the last harvest? Just an approximate figure. Uh,
4: no, so the final uh, green coffee uh, not. The, you know That's not different. don't remember off the top of my mind but uh, uh, the coffee in the format like yeah. in the parchment the dry cherry should come to about two uh, tons in total
0: nice that is a big amount and um, so you guys grow primarily uh, robustas correct yes nice but we you did uh, sell robusta in this last harvest as well correct yeah
4: yes nice
0: first of all i mean when when the season was about to end about to close when you guys started contacting the roasters or people who might be interested in buying your coffees um, so uh, nisha you and Korean both how was that that experience uh, for you guys
1: it was exciting and a little bit nervous as well because we weren't sure how it will be received. So uh, we reached out to Roasters and uh, we said, hey, we've we've just started um, specialty processing of coffee. This is our first year. And um, clearly, I mean, there's no um, credibility or a precedent for us as yet because we were first-time producers. So uh, we also mentioned, I mean, pretty much all of them. In fact, everybody in India knows you. So I think um, we rode off your name, uh, at least to begin with, before they tasted the coffee. They're so like, ha, we haven't heard of you guys, but we've heard of Binny. We know Bini. Uh So I think that give them some confidence that the coffee, I mean, it's at least worth sampling. So depending on what their preferences were, in fact, um, like some of them uh, also stock or um, use Robusta, the others don't depending on uh, what they said they would want to see. Uh, we sent out samples and then sending them out and it was a waiting game, um, you know, occasionally reminding them that we're waiting on the feedback. Uh, and we were also worried, what if, you know, nobody likes them and what if we are um, stuck with coffee that is not getting sold? Um has been a great experience, I would say.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think... Um when 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 the tasting or when the samples were being sent, obviously it was kind of like a I mean, feeling probably a little less for me and probably more for you guys that you know uh that feeling when you give an examination and then you're waiting wow. for the results to come out uh, exactly because you're like so curious you're so nervous you're like shit. what if it doesn't turn out good what if what if things went south uh Asian I remember having a conversation with a couple of people. They were like excited, but they were like also also a couple of them asking me before they tasted coffees, before even I tasted coffees. They're like, um, "Hey, um, what do you think about the coffees? Would the coffees be about eighty now, which is like the standard for a specialty?" Now, I'm not somebody uh, was much into points, but I was like, "Yeah, definitely the coffees are good." I mean, and and at that point, the reason why I was so much confident uh, is because. A the kind of work that we started off with, but B uh, the way you guys uh, worked. I mean, I I mean, I've I've been there. I've seen you guys. But even something that is not on social media. I mean, you guys worked your asses out, uh, and I know how difficult that is. And and knowing how hard you guys have worked, uh, I was pretty confident on that. You know, the coffee is great, and I'm definitely sure about it. To be very honest, I was really glad uh, by some of the uh, replies from a few roasters. They're like, oh, this is great. This is nice. This is good. Even those people who had a little bit of feedback, they were like, you know, this coffee is like this. Um, And they were sort of comparing it to probably the best um, of the estates in the country. And to me, I mean, that was a little unfair but at the same time it was good because you know you guys did it for the first time and it was a good way to compare um, to me that was like, like I was so happy at that point and I could only imagine how happy you guys were
1: absolutely I mean never imagined uh this kind of response we were like um, okay as long as it gets sold we're not looking for great feedback somebody is like okay acceptable I'll take it and that's all that we had set as a benchmark for this year because we were we went into it blind pretty much this is our first year so we had no clue how anything turns out what's the potential of the coffee itself how good our processing is we had no clue we went in blind so our expectation only was like you know as long as the coffee gets sold somehow uh it's a success but uh yeah we weren't uh, expecting this kind of response, yes, it's been
0: overwhelming. In fact, does it put any pressure on you guys, like you and Purian, uh, like um, now, now in a good way, but for the coming harvest?
4: Not really. You know, in fact, uh, I I feel that you know, given that people have appreciated our coffee in the first year, I think we, you know, as as you know, from the first day, we've actually learned a lot. And next year, when we do it, you know, we've had the experience of having done it this year. So, I think a lot of the mistakes or a lot of, you know, I mean, I think some things which we didn't know, we can put it to practice when we start off with the next harvest, you know, first hand itself. So, I think it can only get, I mean, the quality should only get better from you.
1: But there's also that hint of nervousness because, you know, (laughs) you've scored whatever in this year's exam and then the father is like um, okay next year do better than this and and the next year do even better than that because then that becomes the benchmark and you're constantly trying to you know match up to that so you know the thing is everybody is like this was your first year and this the the coffee is good so we can only imagine what it is going to be next year when someone says that i'm like oh my god the expectations are that high now i don't know we don't know if we can kind of match up to that so there is that bit of nervousness but if we did everything the way we did this year and we can scale it up um, i think like korean said learn from our mistakes and and focus on uh, a few things uh, instead of you know various processes that we did this year do few things but do them well um, should be doable
4: nice
0: yeah i mean so that's why the first year is it's kind of tricky because you're going into the unknown um and 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 obviously from whatever happens in the first year you know how things go on and then you build on it for the next year um so how was the experience with blue tokai i mean you guys did a cupping with them uh before even the coffee got out in the market um how was that experience for you guys
4: no I, uh, no, I I think I let Nisha handle, you know, most... I mean, this part, right, you know, because she's been doing most of the communication with the roasters, sending out samples to the roasters, you know, I've primarily being at the estate, looking at the estate work, uh, where she's actually gone ahead and, you know, commun- been communicating with all these people uh, and, you know, reaching out to all of them. So, yeah. So,
1: Blu i I mean... You know, you know the story of how we started off working on specialty and how hard it was to convince Korean to even consider doing it. And uh, clearly, these are the top uh, roasters in the country. And, uh, you know, that was like a distant dream almost to someday, you know, have your coffee. Be tasted by them. Forget being stopped there. Be tasted by them was a dream. And... We never thought we would have the, you know, courage to go give them samples at least for the next two to three years, given how high their standards are and given uh, their reputation in the industry for uh, such high standards. We we wouldn't have like in our wildest dreams imagined that we would send our samples to them because um, also Korean being Korean was like, we have to get this, you know, pat down right and only then we will send samples i mean i i don't know if you remember telling korean let's send samples to bruto and he was like no no not this year next year we'll do better coffee and then we will send uh so there was a lot of nervousness we weren't sure how would it would be taken i mean you're being compared against the best in the country but um you know we don't have words to describe that experience um being there on that forum, um, having those conversations with these people, um, getting feedback from them, um, it was it was amazing. I think Just still still I think reeling from all that <laughs> experience, it was it was quite the high being there.
0: Um, so I mean, one thing that uh, definitely shouldn't be missed is the sample box. The, the Anaikaru's signature sampler box with those cute little elephants in uh, that actually did uh, blow off the minds of a lot of people who received the box right um, and I remember um, uh, some sometime uh, towards the end you were thinking you know what what is it that we can do you were trying thousands of different ways to do origami and come up with something and yes. I was like can it be done? Will it, be, will it happen? will it not i mean I, I was not sure like how how things will happen, and I have no idea how you pulled it off to get that thing in the box um, <laughs> so how do, how did that start and and how did it go and
4: then how do you uh, how did uh, people react to it to you guys?
1: Um, so I think somehow I'm very old school that way, handwritten notes and handmade things. I'm a sucker for those things very old school, let's say. And um, I like art and craft. I mean, I dabble in a lot of things. I'm not good at any of them, but I dabble in a lot of things. And um, so that was one thing. I was like, um, there has to be an anikable touch to what we're sending them out. They don't know who we are as people. They've never seen us. They don't know us. But uh, something should convey all the effort all the love, all the hard work that we've put into our coffee. Now, how do we convey that without having a one-on-one conversation with the person who's receiving it? Uh, And that's where, you know, I was like, okay, um, Anaika, do something to do with elephants maybe. Uh, Then I was looking at what I can do. Um, Then uh, saw these origami elephants, which seemed cute, which seemed easy to make, and they're made of paper, light, so they'll fit into the boxes. And also something that Anaika could make so something relatively simple for people to make uh so the idea was that uh, we'll make a tutorial upload it on the page and whoever wants to try and make them give a go uh we included two um, loose sheets of origami paper along with the fully made elephant so that just in case they want to make it the other thing we uh, did was uh, add the small stuffed um, elephants Now that, um, I clearly underestimated the amount of work it took. I'll be honest, halfway through, I'm like, what was I thinking? Because those tiny things, handmade, each one of them, every single detail, handmade, hand-stitched, and I made all of them, 30 of them. It took me days, and I stayed up nights to make them. But to receive something like that, something with Indian prints, something... Uh, That was cheerful, yet that conveyed like the anekadu spirit, I would feel. I really wanted that to go out mm, with the samples. And um, pleasantly surprised. I, I mean, we thought people would like them or we thought, you know, what are people going to think? I mean, they're trying to impress us with these freebies thrown in. But the response has been overwhelming. I mean, we realized that a lot of people are like us. They like these little touches. They like this little personalization. Our um, unique touch that we've added to it. Um, the response has been amazing. Again, didn't uh, think it would take off. People love the little paper elephants that we've sent them.
0: And uh, I, I know even on social media, some people even started making uh, um, the origami um, elephants and then Traveling with it, I mean, that is something that was phenomenal. They
1: make amazing bookmarks, I've realized. <laughs> Only when someone posted it, I'm like, huh, <laughs> they make good bookmarks.
4: Nice. Uh,
0: so uh, I also remember, like, uh, halfway down the harvest season, um, like, now obviously everybody knows who Anaikaru is and um, what's, what's happening, who is in the team. Um but I remember halfway down the harvest season, uh people who saw your stories, who saw my Instagram and then uh saw okay, there's this farm. Uh I remember um uh, they them asking me, Hey, what about that uh family that's working on the farm? I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, you know, this this is family, right? Like there's like a husband, wife, the daughter, and the and the cute doggy. I'm like, oh yeah, nice, and Like, you know, so that's like their association. Um of like a family working at the farm, you know, right from Bangalore, go to court. This is how the entire family is. Um, by the way, how's uh, Bella doing?
1: She's doing great. Yeah. She's doing great. She's a almost full-size dog now.
4: Nice. <laughs>
1: Just the same levels of energy. She's like an energizer bunny.
4: <laughs> nice. uh.
0: So now, um, coming back to the second part, which was very important. Um, so I, I mean, we all know how important social media is. And so you are the I mean, sole person behind Anaikadu. And uh, uh, you've been posting pretty much every single day. You've been putting stories. Um, how difficult, how challenging, how easy, how not easy is that entire uh, thing
4: about handling social media?
1: really depends on some days you know uh, you have a clear idea what you want to post about and on some days you plan for something but then things don't go as per plan like you know uh, I'm sure you create a lot of content and you know uh, the amount of work that goes into like a five second video Uh, you know how many takes retakes edits and, and voiceovers and this and that you have to do to make it happen uh, so some days and it's also um I don't have a structure to it I mean like something just comes to mind and then you get it done with or sometimes you think long and hard so as of now there's no pressure on myself there's always something that I'm constantly coming up with so then I post but uh some of these things do take time and, and uh, there's no strategy in terms of you know what we're talking about there's, there's random things like for some time there was art uh, the uh, hand drawn sketches that I had made the botanical sketches and we talked about those uh, there were some DIY videos that I did I mean um, I never stepped onto the field uh, per se in all these years it, the last couple of years were the first so I had no clue I mean I couldn't tell an Aradaka plant <laughs> from a Robusta plant two years ago <laughs> And so for me, I thought the best way to learn things would be to do them hands on. And from a city, you know, person's perspective, uh, learning everything as I go. I mean, I thought I I wasn't sure who would be interested in it, but I was like, I'm doing it anyway. Let me just document it and put them up as videos. So essentially, that's just how it started. Curiosity, documenting it uh it again seems to have struck a chord with people people who don't know how any of this happens they're like okay there's one person like us who doesn't know any of this and she's trying to do this let's see how it goes that sort of a thing uh a reality yeah. tv angle if you will <laughs> it seemed to have worked so yeah i mean as of right now there's no strategy we just talk about whatever feel like it's sometimes it's work that's happening on the field sometimes it's um Animals or birds or or even insects that we find. Sometimes it's some experiment that we've done. Some vegetable that we've grown. Um, It's been fairly fun so far. It doesn't seem like a burden at least. So far it's been fun. I don't know further, but so far it's been fun.
0: And um, Koreans managed to reshare and repost everything.
4: Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I mean when it comes to social media, I think you know I i'm a little backward i don't use it that much so i was given clear instructions from nisha this is what you should do at least go share the post but you know so i've been doing that
0: wow okay so at this moment while we're recording this uh korean is uh back in Kur while nisha is still in Bangladesh so we i mean all three of us are different uh in different places in different locations um now uh korean i mean for you specifically what was the most challenging uh, thing to come across or to do in the past six, seven months? And what was the most uh, fruitful experience in the past seven months?
4: Are you talking about from a specialty point of uh, coffee point of view, or uh, a
1: domestic point of view? Sorry? Or a domestic point of view. the, most all challenging all
4: the points of view. Most
1: challenging would have been working with his wife.
4: Uh, I mean, so one thing to start with, you know, when we started this in uh, uh, November, right? Uh, when you, when when did you come the first time? I think the first half of the podcast. I think last
0: uh, last week, if I'm not wrong.
4: Okay, so it we've come a long way, right? You know, which is why I I think I've become more confident about doing things. You know, I mean, like you know, when you were here too, you know, we were doing some sorting. I'm like, oh, you know. What is going? How much of a difference is it going to make? Are we doing it properly? Blah blah. But towards the end of it, I'm like, you know, we're mixing all of it together, right? Which is why I'm saying I think next year can only be better because uh, uh, when we started sorting, you know, we probably picked up pace and also became better at it as you know time went by. That's and uh, so we've learned a lot on the way, and I think uh, the whole point of this exercise that you know people are kind of recognizing it in the coffee right and so far you know you probably look at productivity and then you try and get your productivity up but nobody knows about the coffee which you make you know you still sell it to a trader but even if it's a much smaller quantity blah 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 you know the effort i think is paid off because you're getting recognition from uh you know people who are tasting your coffee which which would not come otherwise i think so it's 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 been good and i think uh, uh, the challenges uh challenges have actually been uh, primarily limited to the infrastructure we have now because uh, uh, you know we've been working with uh, raised beds you know we did have a few then we got a few more and uh, we were doing it for the first time, and I think we realized from the first phase back to the next one what improvisation to make. So there were challenges, but I think you know towards the end of it it was kind of uh, you know good. Nice. Anything to share?
1: I think uh, the initial challenge. Um, I don't know if you remember. Uh, the day you came in, you'd said you know pick some coffee, keep it ready and uh we were actually impressed with our sorting i mean which was uh you know 60 we thought we will get a pat on our back saying you know good sorting so it was like 60 70 percent ripe and we were like uh this is good sorting We you will be impressed and, and then you're like no 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 half of it has to go out so the biggest challenge um at least operationally initially was to Teach the, um, you know, the staff how to pick, how to sort. Because for them, even half-ripe is still ripe. And they would pick all of that. So then to make them unlearn and to relearn what we wanted. Uh, initially, it was a struggle. They weren't very happy doing it. But over like the course of few weeks, we should give it to them. This is something they had no clue what we were talking about. They don't understand specialty coffee or anything. But they just blindly followed what we asked them to do. And uh, the coffee that they were bringing in towards the end of the season, uh, the, the way that they were sorting was amazing. Um, so that was a challenge getting across to them, trying to explain to them why we are doing something, how to do it. And like Korean mentioned, infrastructure, a few raised beds and then no place to move the coffee, storing it. And um, I think soon after you left, we had these a-seasonal rains, and then it was drying coffee. You can't, uh, it is still wet, so you can't like keep it covered because it'll uh, get fungus and mold and you can't obviously leave it open because it'll get uh, damaged by rain. So then we moved out the cars and then in the garage, as many raised beds we could fit. Uh, all that coffee was drying there. That was not enough. So then we have a sit-out, a veranda sort of a thing. So basically every inch of available <laughs> space in the house, coffee was drying. So, you know, figuring these things out and then with these, um, again, with the seasonal rains, every half an hour, suddenly it would rain. Uh, and then you're running out and then covering all the coffee. And then, uh, you know, you see the, the rain let up for like, even half an hour you you're like oh, at least half an hour there is air circulation so leave the coffee open so these sort of operational things um, and also not being very confident not knowing what is the next step at what's at what point do you move on to the next step sort of a thing initially we had no clue what we were doing and we were like headless chicken trying to like you know figure out what next what else needs to be done but then halfway through we got a hang of it and we, we were able to plan saying okay, now we pick and then at this time this happens and then we, we we schedule everything because again, staff is also limited for us. So we have to plan who does what and at what time something gets done and and all of that. So uh, those were the challenges uh, primarily, which I think towards the end of the season, we, we got like a pretty good hang of how to handle them.
0: Nice, nice. I mean, I, I, I do remember... Uh... Uh, during the first visit that I did, uh, I remember going out with Korean and uh, we we' harvesting some cherries ourselves and like you know taking that cherries and like you know and, like this is what you want and this is what you guys got and like there was a huge difference and that normally is the biggest challenge to break in uh, to too with the people in i mean with the with the with the rains and with all the other challenges at the yard uh, I mean of course, your yard was in the making, so that was. Uh initially it was, the, I mean, you just had thought of constructing it. That was happening on the other end. Um, and then the place outside your house, there were grass, so There is dew. And then there's, I mean, there's rain. And even if there's not rain, I mean, there's plastic tablet that we need to use. And there's a lot of operational challenges. And, and uh, I'm sure to do it uh, the first go, it is a little overwhelming because you're doing so much and you have like no idea how much of it is going to be rewarded back uh, but i mean i hope you guys feel uh, much better now that it is definitely starting, uh, and and people are starting to appreciate i remember um, one roaster um, okay so i will not be taking names of the roasters but i remember one roaster um, whom i met recently and um, he had gone on to the US and he came back and uh, he he received the parcel and he tasted the coffees and he's like, bro, this is like, these are coffees that are very much similar to the ones that are tasted in the US. And I'm like, okay, what coffees are you talking about? And he's like, Yo, it's Anaikaru. And I'm like, okay. And I, Anaik- <laughs> nice. literally I said, okay, because I knew at the back of the mind that, okay, all the coffees are sold. And he's like, he's like late, right? So he's like, and then the next question he was like, "Now tell me which of it is left." And I'm like, "Yo, none of it is left and uh, I'm sorry." And he's like, "Yo, this is really good. Um, and then he's like, your next year would like to place an order way, beh- way uh, in advance and so. So that is kind of uh, the time is you know, whatever you guys did, that was like phenomenally awesome, and hence that has been paid off right now. Um, so looking at this the current situation that you guys are in. And uh, definitely, things uh, I, I hope and pray that happens uh, better and better for you guys. But for uh, somebody out there who might not be into specialty yet, or who, who would want to get into something like this that you guys have done, uh, what is the kind of uh, suggestion that you guys would want to pass on?
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, from my perspective, I think it's not challenging. Challenging per se. But my only thing would be that, you know, it would make a difference if you're there on the ground. It's not something which is mechanical that, okay, fine, you know, you get somebody to do it. This is the process, you follow it and get it done. It can work, but I think the pure joy of it and the quality and, uh, you know, everything that comes out of it, you need to be there uh, working on it and that would is what is going to make a difference. Uh And otherwise, because it's it's not challenging at all, right? you know, because it's just about how you handle the coffee once you pick them from the tree, right, so you give it care and you you know do the same things, but you do it with more care. What about you Nishim? um
1: so um, I think we'll speak from our own experience um and we've said this uh, in a couple of forums before as well, Um, the whole idea that, you know, specialty coffee, we kept thinking it's not something within our reach. We are a really small farm, as opposed to some of the producers that are uh, churning out specialty coffee by the tons. The whole thing that, you know, you need deep pockets for it, you need a lot of money, you need a lot of infrastructure, probably not the thing you're kind of struggling to kind of, you know, uh, make things happen and then just about even break even. And in between all of that, is this something that you should be doing or want to do if you want to if you want people to know you for the coffee that you produce um if you want to be able to proud be able to be proud of the coffee that you produce what people to say that okay this coffee from this farm you should definitely do it uh, we've done it and it wasn't great uh, amounts of money that went in we started really small you know we started with like 10 raised beds um, we didn't have a drying yard. So our lawn is where we had all the coffee drying. Uh, and uh, initially, we didn't even have uh, the pulper. I and mean, we don't yet have a pulper cum washer. We have a mini pulper. But even that, we found somebody who was pulping and washing coffee for a price. And then we got it done there. So if you really want to, uh, this can be done. And, and the costs are not uh, prohibitive. But... What you need is conviction that you can do this and be willing to put in the hard work. And like Kurian said, being there on the ground, learning these things day to day uh, is important because only if you know what you're doing, you're confident about what you're doing, will your staff be able to translate into, into results. Being in another location and just dictating terms might not happen because there's a lot of learning, in fact, for the staff, unlearning and then relearning. And day to day, sometimes there are those decisions that you have to make then and there uh, for those then you know your being physically present there is important but uh, this is something that we definitely recommend to people the learning the entire experience itself has been amazing
4: nice and yeah, uh, to add just to add you know I think you know uh, so people shouldn't look at specialty coffee as just to make money you know i feel it's it's something you know you should be passionate about and then that when it it will you know it'll, everything will fall in place it's not challenging at all but i think you see it as something that can that's just to make money probably not the right way to do it
0: absolutely uh, and i agree with the fact that the whole point of you being involved uh, in it entirely and being there i think is one of the biggest things that is uh, not so very commonly seen um, and I mean, and wherever it is being seen, I think those places they they do good. Um, so what's next in plans for an <laughs> I,
4: I don't know, I mean, you know, uh scale it up, uh do better coffees next year, uh you know, do more of Arabicbecca, try and do I mean do much more of robusta, uh, you know, get more of specialty robusta out into the market. Uh, and do everything better from what I mean you know what we did this year you know I'm sure we can do everything better next year and look at sustainable options Uh, yeah what about you Nisha?
1: everything Korean said I mean um, you know Uh, Initially, people were like, Robusta, maybe, maybe not. And then uh, we have less Arabica and more Robusta. And uh, we were worried, you know, people are only interested in the Arabica. You know, there are no takers for Robusta. But the kind of response for the Robusta that we've received is overwhelming. Like, Korean is extremely partial to his peridinia, uh, more than his Arabica, more than his C2R. And then I see why. Uh, the feedback that we've got for the Peretti actually is really good. I mean, he takes such good care of it.
0: <laughs> it's the love he so, gives to them that comes into the coffee.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, uh, so uh, like you said, I think uh, the robustas do is uh, doing really well. And uh, we definitely want to do a lot more robust. I think there's a lot of interest in the Robusta that we received this year and that will only go up. And um, along with that, do larger volumes. I mean, some of our volumes this year were really small because we were trying out different, different processes. We'll probably do fewer processes next year, but do them well and in larger quantities because uh, this year we sold out pretty quick. We had very small volumes uh so yeah that's that's the plan for next day and to be able to at least maintain the same kind of feedback if not do better that's the target that we have for ourselves
0: i like i like the change in the dialogue uh initially it's like oh we have so much coffee i hope it gets sold and i was like oh yeah so much so less quantity it got sold so so quick that is that itself is it's uh, it's a motivating thing uh, no, I wish you guys all the best and um, hopefully Anaikaru gets way better next year and more people get to taste it. And, I, and I'm i sure this year in the harvest, um, um a couple of roasters will drop uh, Anaikaru coffee soon. So those who are listening to the podcast right now, you might be able to uh, taste Anaikaru coffee soon. And if you do, do check them out on their Instagram and give a hi to Kurian and Nisha for sure. Cool. Any last words before we close the podcast?
4: Uh, You know, I would say thank you, Bini, you know, because as I think I did mention during the first half of the podcast that, uh, you know, it was never an idea for us to get into this. And, uh, you know, Nusha Nusha met you, you know, you came in and uh, you made it happen. No,
0: thank you. It's not me. It's all Nisha. She's the one who got in touch. She's the one who persuaded you. And then finally this thing happened. But,
1: but you know, if our conversation had gone any differently, Bini, for instance, I mean, I reached out to you and you said, no, I need a pulper comb washer and I need like 20 people at my disposal and I need, you know, 100 raised beds and a covered, um, maybe like a, you know, a area to dry the coffee or It was anything on those lines there was no way we could have done it so the whole point was I mean you encouraged us saying you know it is possible we will do it in the way or the budget that you guys can with the workforce that you can that was the driving factor otherwise I mean we wouldn't have been here having this conversation so it's all thanks to you that we could realize this dream of ours otherwise it would have just been a far-fetched dream
4: (laughs) Well, let's let's thank. Yeah, it was not even a dream, right? You know what I mean. It just said
1: oh, we're it dreaming about
4: this because you know you came in, Binny.
0: Uh, well, I, I had a lot of fun, and it was I think uh, so cool to be uh, involved with Anaikado and with you guys, uh, both of you guys specifically, and Anika and Bella. I mean, uh, I mean, it was something special, and right from the conversation that we had last March or April. Uh, up until today i mean this is just like such a proud thing to uh, have been associated with this Uh, but yeah hopefully uh, bigger and better next year so that is it thank you so much for sticking to the end i really appreciate uh, you guys listening to my podcast episode here at coffee protocol podcast if you happen to be listening on apple itunes or apple podcast please do consider leaving a review that will just help me reach more people like you. And uh, like always remember, let's make coffee simple.